everybody. Welcome to the Designated Survivor After Show. We're breaking down episode three, The Confession. And speaking of confessions, Michael Klaus has a confession he's going to share with you that's going to blow you away. Let's do it. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Yes. Look at that. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to the Designated Survivor After Show here What's on What's going Apple on, Buzz everyone? TV. Woo! Yes. Oh, look at the lights. I love it. Look at this. This thing, give it up for Mark in the booth, making this look so fly, right? It's a party in here. So fly. So fly. <laughs> I had to stop because you said that. <laughs> <laughs> I just I just really just broke, I broke this game. I did. Sorry, everybody. We'll be breaking down episode three of Designated Survivor. I'm one of your hosts, Frank Moran. You can follow me on Twitter at HappyGoJackie. What's up, guys? I'm one of your hosts, Christine Alexis. You can follow me on Twitter at Christine Bean with three E's. What is going on, everyone? Michael Klaus. You can follow me on Twitter at Michael Klaus TV on Instagram at the only MC. Hey, guys. I'm Renee Ariel, and you can follow me on Instagram and on Twitter at Renee Ariel. And check out my blog, CatsLipstickLA.com. Tomorrow, I'm going to have the Where Are They Now? Seven Days in Seven Days article. Ooh, Ooh look at that. Yes. Can't so, wait, guys. Can you tease us? Did any of them lead anywhere? I heard, I got responses. A few of them read the article and. Uh, oh, so they know about the other dates. A few oh of my them God. know about the other dates. Yeah. Uh-oh. So that's a teaser. What time is this going to drop on the interwebs? It's going to drop. At around 2 p.m. Oh, excited. Oh, All right. There we go. Uh, folks, uh, as we're talking about social media, why don't you take a moment and like us on Facebook? Give us those five stars on iTunes. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Michael Klaus has the chat up and running there. He's going to hear all your thoughts. we got a lot of people tuning in already. Yes. Nice. People, yes. So. people just as it's set up. What? That's right. <laughs> people just as upset as I am that Scott is no more. Oh, Rest in oh, peace, oh, Scott. No one can be brother. as upset as you are about it, Michael. <laughs> Yeah, so hop in the chat, share your thoughts about this episode. Also, folks, uh, if you have any ideas about any speculation about what Michael Klaus's confession is going to be, feel free to start throwing him in the live chat. Right. He's going to reveal We're it at the end of the very end, the yes. very end of the season. Guys, it's going to—it's a game changer. That's all I'm saying right now. Yes, I just <laughs> from this episode in. to the season. I just stuck that in there. <laughs> <laughs> I, Ivan, though, no body, no death, Klaus. That's right, Ivan. Team Scott, we're still alive. <laughs> All right. Speaking of that, we started the episode off at the ruins of the Capitol building. We know we left off last episode with uh, Hannah hanging out there at the crash scene or the, the the explosion site, and they announced that they found sur- a survivor. And we not come back. Scott, not Scott, not, not Scott. It's good old Peter. Peter. Yes. Here's the thing, and I don't know if you guys caught this, and this is a huge player. Obviously, when we find out that he leaves. Did you notice that when they're talking about Congressman Peter McLeish, they purposely overlay audio saying that he is a decorated war hero? Yeah. Yep, that's right. And so that obviously, to me, draws a huge conspiracy of did he get sick of fighting? Did he, you know, get together with other people when he was over fighting somewhere? Could be a guy who, you know, you don't see as a bad guy, but completely change the sides. Yeah. He's only 35 years old, they said, so he's pretty young and, like, it's... It's weird. To be a congressman, you got to be 25 years old. 30 to be a senator, 20, 35 to be president. And it's currently in his third term, so he's been mm-hmm. there a little while. So yeah. it'd be interesting to see how long, if he's in on something, how long he is totally actually. Totally is. Yeah. I think so. I think so, Renee? Yeah. You're was... so jaded. You're just being so jaded about America. I, I know. I think it's an inside job. I think Peter's <laughs> guilty. Yeah. No, I, I don't trust it at all because how did he survive? 
That there's no way you're innocent and you survive that. A lot of people called it. Here's the thing. I'm going to give a shout out to the people in the live chat who called that last week that said that he was definitely dirty. I I forget who it was. Someone's going to chime in here. Let me know who you were. I'll give you a shout out. They called it last week that the person who was Survivor, who now we find out is Peter, definitely dirty. Well, how do you know he just didn't have like a bladder, like a weak bladder? You need to really go to the bathroom. Timing? Timing? He, he couldn't wait the anymore. The plot doesn't really... I think I think that's what the show's going to be. <laughs> about. Bladder issues. We're, we're going way off. It's a big game, big left turn in this show. So, <laughs> yeah, it'd be a lot of fun. Uh, but, hey, all we, speaking of things that are really cool, though... Uh, morning after we see Tom Kirkman there in the Oval Office man looking sharp let's talk yeah. about Tom Kirkman's yeah. outfit there like a little sweater he, and tie combo him his style has been on point this episode he looks presidential Very. he does that, I got that sentiment the power too. suit the power tie power steering <laughs> boom <laughs> he's in control that's a Michael Klaus exclusive right there. <laughs> <laughs> Ivan says that he was one of the people who said Ivan if you were one of them congratulations on calling that that's nice. right. Michael Klaus has something special he'll send to you. Uh, just uh, tweet him your address. So anybody else that also was in on that, Michael Klaus, has, he's assembled a nice little gift bag that he's going to be sharing with all those people that guess correctly. An AfterBuzz mug is coming in. You know. <laughs> <laughs> this one. We also find out, though, that... <laughs> Unwashed. Uh, mm. This is Look terrible. <laughs> what a great gift for somebody. <laughs> Uh, uh, President Richmond's son, Tyler, he's coming in to share some memories uh, that that, uh, Tom will be able to use as they write the eulogy for President Richmond's funeral. You could tell he was shady. I got that feeling right away. Like, he's like, to you guys, you know, he's the president, but to me, and he like paused. I thought he was going to be like, well, I didn't care anyway. (laughs) And he's like, oh. That was my father. I'm like, eh, bullshit. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I liked him. I really? wrote down, why couldn't Leo be more like him? Uh, <laughs> well, true. Why can't yes. Leo just, like, disappear? Turns like, out Leo mm. is a lot like him. Mm, the brother. Rebel. Thoughts on his overall character? I mean, I thought, I'm, obviously, we find out that he's a, a douche. Yeah. Uh, but well, I'm not necessarily a douche, but I mean, I guess he's kind of estranged, and I mean, he wants to. He, I think it's when anybody you see a father taken away before you've had a chance to kind of mend fences, you want to try to just, it's in some way, just try to reconnect through through death and be overly protective. I yeah. guess. Yeah. Also, his father, as far as he knows, his father fired this guy, who somehow is now is president, who shouldn't have been president if his father is if his father fired him a day before, wouldn't be president. So that's like, I get where that anger comes from when you don't get closure in that situation. You lose your father who, I mean, now you're you're mourning, you're upset, and you're like, who is this guy who's now taking my dad's job? My dad probably didn't even want him to have this job. Like, I wouldn't get it either if I was uh, Tyler. Yeah, but here's the thing. You have to realize that that's, it's, I'll say politics, even though I'm not talking specifically about this kind of politics, but you have to realize he's the president. And the country needs to band together behind this person. Yeah. Because because we're talking about all these plots to overthrow him. Guess what? That's not going to work. You know? This is the person who steps up. This is someone who we need to rally behind. Forget the party. Forget everything else. And Tyler needs to know better, especially with his dad as president, being, you know, the leader of the free world. You need to be this person. You need to rally behind this person, no matter who he is. And Tyler needs to know that. I mean, I agree. I, I guess I just understand where he's coming from. Like, I feel that if if I just lost my father, who was the president, and I would just be going off of 
what I had left of him. And if, if that information involved this guy getting fired without any more information why we don't know like really who this guy is like i get where he's coming from like being upset i don't think he handled the situation in the best way however he's really sad he's like he lost his dad yeah i thought it was a bit of like misguided anger because considering they they had that falling out Mm -hmm. yeah like (laughs) it's like how are you now all of a sudden like the authority on what your father would have wanted and you know like all of a sudden knowing everything i just felt like it was so misguided and like you said he didn't handle it the right way yeah so it just it kind of annoyed me it's like (laughs) no way (laughs) well one thing that is not going away from uh, tom kirkman though is he had a big interview with elizabeth vargas that's yeah yes hard-hitting interview there uh before they can start prepping for that all of a sudden the power goes out in the white house Everything goes out. They think it's a, it's a power surge. The network is down. There's a real-time intrusion into the White House systems, and we found out the White House has been hacked. So uh, basically, everybody's looking around. They found the only place that's really been intruded on is inside the Oval Office. All the president's computers. The president's are personal computer. Yes. So, of course, all the uh, Secret Service go in. They collect everything that's inside there, and they start breaking down to see what was inside there. Uh, of course, the initial speculation is maybe it's another attack. That's, of course, I guess, when you see the power go out, what else do you have to think? I'll ask this question. Do you guys think, and in live chat here too, do you guys think that this show is almost too easily predicted sometimes? Because obviously they're continuing to throw out this and make it seem like Al Sakar, you know, was part of this. Oh, oh it seems so obvious though. Obviously we want to believe in Kirkman and he's the, the lovable guy here. And he is totally not for it even at all. And I feel like it's almost too predictable that this is not Al Sakar. Yet they keep trying to throw these things out here saying, oh, it could be Al Sakar, it could be Al Sakar. I don't know. I just don't enjoy it that much. I wish they would kind of stop. I think the reason they did that, though, is because the audience is supposed to see how obvious it is that it's not Al Sakar. Like, I think we're supposed to see this on Kirkman's side, mm-hmm. on Hannah's side, and be like, oh my gosh, but like, who is it? And and kind of have that. The mystery is not so much like, did Al Sakar do it or not, as much as it is who actually did this, who got away with this, and why are they trying so hard to just confuse everyone or mm-hmm. frame this? Like, you know, that's what I get from it. Like, I think they're. I think that's why they're trying to shift the focus to also show how that would cause chaos in the country if everyone thinks it's one terrorist group, but actually it's someone else. And then that would shift the focus away from whoever did it. Because it seems a big debate in this episode amongst uh, Tom has with several people is that uh, even uh, like uh, Hook Stratton says, like, we, we need a common enemy to unite us. Uh, and Tom's response is like, we need to make sure we have the right enemy. Right. So I feel like I, I can I can't see how Tom is wrong in that. I mean, certainly exactly. I know you want to you, you want to find the people responsible. You don't want to just pick somebody arbitrary to get the country together. I mean, I feel like that's just asking for disaster to go yeah. after somebody you're not completely sure of is the one that did something to you. That's setting him up for failure too, because now that's his legacy. He went after the wrong dude. If it turns exactly. out that way, yeah. and mm-hmm. like who, there everyone's just gonna let him take the fall for it. They didn't want him mm-hmm. to have the job, and it's like, oh, you you effed up. Well, it's your problem now. Can I also <laughs> say that I was. I got a little irked during that interview with Vargas because it seemed to so much be the state of news these days is always wanting that juicy story. And yeah. I miss the days of news and journalism getting back to like the days of FDR where nobody knew that he had polio and was in a wheelchair. Nobody in the general public knew that he had polio and was in a wheelchair because the news respected the office of the president and wanted him to be kind of that power uh, figure that the country can look up to. So in this case, exactly, uh, why do you bring up that 
you know, he, oh, he was fired. Which, fired, it's whatever, juicy. stepped out. It's juicy. And I don't, I just want to say that. I don't like it. I don't like that that is the new thing. Obviously, you know, they portrayed it just exactly how it would be portrayed. That would be, be tweeted out and Facebooked and Instagrammed and everything else out there. No, it seems at times like this, even though but, you want hope that the country unite, there's yeah. still people that want to be critical and kind of pick exactly. things apart. Yeah. That seems the way everything goes. Uh, now, we do find out, of course, that uh, the, the president's computer is compromised, that there wasn't something taken away from the from his main his computer, but there was something added to it. Mm-hmm. And when they do that, they find out that it is indeed this video we've been talking about here, where uh, we've got Majid Nassar from uh, the Al-Sakar uh, uh, um, uh, ma- uh, Maters. No, no, Martyrs, excuse me. I can't pronounce the words tonight. <laughs> it's late. That's it's 11.22. Uh, the Martyrs Brigade. And they're the, they claim the responsibility for this. And so the generals are like, see, uh, you wanted your proof, Mr. President. We've got your proof right here. It's too easy. Yes. It's just, I think yeah. it's I think it's very uh, prevalent, though, and current to what is kind of happening um, in the current state of affairs. You look at some of the things that have uh, happened with the ISIS attack in Minnesota. And I think there were a couple other ones where you have uh, these groups that are trying to uh, claim that they were the ones behind it because it makes them look good. And it ends up not being them. Or it's, you know, homegrown people or individuals that, you know, they try to claim because it makes their power look gr- gr- power look good. And Al-Sakar, I can totally see them doing this in this case. And that's even what somebody else be- says in the room, that uh, uh, Nassar has actually claimed mm-hmm. credit for other attacks in the past. And you can see the general just getting irritated as other people are chiming in. He's like, shut up, shut up. I'm, I'm just right there. I'm just about there. Because, <laughs> oh, stop it. Stop talking. <laughs> And then Tom finally gets uh, keeps asking the room, anybody, come on, anybody say something? And our boy from the FBI, uh, uh, Deputy Director Atwood, stands up and says, you know, one of my agents, Hannah Wells, she's been thinking the same thing, that this is uh, like the second bomb that was it was actually planted there to kind of cast suspicion on who's actually behind this. Mm-hmm. So, which, which I thought that was also a little bit predictable. You knew it would come up at a certain point. I'm glad it finally came it up I'm glad it came out. It came up in the right yeah. moment. Yes. If anyone whose ears they needed to fall on, it would be the president. Yeah, and I'm, I'm glad it happened in a situation like that as opposed to him trying to, like, you know, you know, get rid of Atwood. I, you know, bring me Hannah Wells. I want somebody who's going to really tell me the <laughs> bring truth. Bring me Hannah Wells. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I do like, I mean, because I feel like Tom is being uh, very calm and rational in this where he says, uh, I still want to get you know, def- definitive proof that he's behind this. But in the meantime, just try to find this guy. So, yeah. that, you know, so we, keep, so we find him and so we know for sure where he is. And then if we definitely get the proof. We can scoop him up. So I like the idea that he's still willing to concede both sides. Yeah. And but he's not going to pull the trigger until he has something definitive. Yeah, he's a reasonable guy. Yeah. Come on, General. Just why can't you? Just why can't you just get this beat? You seem just like. <laughs> no. I, I appreciate the show is letting us see kind of what happens behind the scenes, and obviously, uh, I feel like the majority of the public would maybe be falling behind the general. And that you want someone, you want someone right away. You want an enemy. You want someone who you can go after. Uh, but I think this show has done a good job of giving us the other perspective of the president where he's the one with the hand on the trigger and saying, I can't do this yet. This is not what I will be defined for. I need to make sure that I am right in doing what I'm doing. It's Because with a show like this, we certainly see like the general and Aaron have had some kind of clandestine meetings in the past couple episodes. Mm-hmm. So I guess we get the idea that, I mean, certainly general's not a fan of Kirkman, but we don't know necessarily if he's completely shady yet. But I feel like, do you do you like that ambiguity, or do you want at least one way or the other? You want to know the answer at this point, even if the uh, even if he, Kirkman doesn't know. At least the, we as an audience know right. what the Who general's deal is. Oh or no. no, what the general's deal oh, is. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. 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 I agree. 
So it's like I feel like even if he if he's with them or against them, just you know let the audience let us know. know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah, how long are they going to drag that out? I know, and we don't know anyone who's really for him or against him at this point because everyone's questionable, and it's getting like I don't know who to trust at all. I think it would be yeah. interesting to find out the general's relationship with the previous president. Ooh, yeah. yeah. Was he the same way? You know, did he always want to have this takeover? Was he more agreeable in certain circumstances? Because we don't know if President Richmond was like a super pushover yeah. or had him in his ear the entire time. We don't, you're right. We don't know what their relationship was like. And being that, you know, Kirkman was thrust into this new position, I'm sure the general just took that as a moment to push his own agenda. Mm hmm. Yeah, that's true. Because uh, I feel like, I don't know if we necessarily know so much about Richmond, other than the fact that he was going to move Tom out of the uh, from his HUD position. So we, we know that he wasn't a fan of Tom specifically in that position, but we mm-hmm. don't know necessarily was he a bad president at all. Yeah. Yeah. And from uh, as we find out from Tyler, Tyler's uh, involvement later in the episode and Tom's story, that I mean, he did care about his son. So I mean, he can't be an all bad guy. No, yeah. at least he cared about his son. He cared about his son. <laughs> and people will talk good about you at your funeral, you know. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Ain't that, ain't that it's great. It's like yeah, he's also dead. Now, what Tom leaves that meeting though is like, well, he tells the general, find, find uh, Nasser, but also do not release this video. So, guys, how how long did you think it was going to be before the video oh, was released? Oh man, Just a few hours. Surprised it waited that long. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was ready for it. You're waiting for me yeah. as he left the room. I'll sit. Hey, it was like being. Uh, well, he said <laughs> not to. It's going to be released. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, and Aaron releases it, and this gets into the whole discussion. This is blowing up the live chat, by the nice. way. Of uh, the whole Aaron Emily and oh, they're gonna and who gets. I see it too. They're going to be friendly. I see it. That's obviously, that's a huge part of this episode. We've been wondering that for, you know, a couple weeks now, who is going to get the chief of staff. Aaron goes behind his back and gets the chief of staff. I know. Well, how did you like at the beginning of the episode that he kind of needles Tom about like, well, you know, if you pick it. I thought that was a bad, I thought that was bad. Yes. All of the cards were laying out that he was being too pushy, that he wasn't going to get it. I also think even up to that scene that he with um, Tom and Emily when he was like, ah, I'm afraid I have to tell you. I thought they were just trying to like fool us for a second. Then he was going to say yeah. Emily. Like I thought that was just a moment to make the audience shake. And then I was like, nope, it really is Aaron. <laughs> I know. Psych. She was like, mm. yeah, <laughs> yeah. You could see that initial like yeah. sting. Yeah, oh, bye for her. Do no. you, Do you understand why he did it? Absolutely. I do. Yeah. But I think that there's. Um, Another motive behind uh, Aaron getting picked, like you said, he was pushy from the beginning of the episode, kept making all these little moves here and there. I think just based on the way the episode ended with him, with getting that folder and looking up on him, I think that there's something else there. I think he wants to get put in higher position of power to maybe do something else. I don't know yet. Mutario says Tom doesn't want a yes man. Hmm. See that? Yeah. And that I don't too. know if I'd see Emily as a yes man, but she, very much of a similar well, way of thinking. She's a yes woman. A yes woman. But. She, I think she wants to like keep him grounded and remember who he is. But the thing is, he can't be the same person that he was before this. Like he's he has to adapt to this new role, and I think he feels like Aaron will help him see past his normal way of thinking. Just think outside the box a bit. No, I agree. Do you worry that he will get swept up into politics? He has shown himself to be an honest man and, you know, going with the telling the truth. Do you worry that he will get swept up into politics and that will hurt him? Totally will. I think it's going to be a development over the season of what happens. His character. Yeah, for sure. I think it's going to be character development because otherwise what he's going to stay... You can't stay clearly, completely 
honest and genuine through this process, it clearly burns you. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think there's definitely going to be a character change. I think he will get caught up in politics. And then I think that will be the reason him and his wife are going to be fighting. Oh, Sorry, man. that was the wrong sound effect to make, but yeah, fighting. Oh, really? That's how you fight. Someone says that they think Emily and Tom had a thing. Do you think that could be a little... No, but I do think that Emily and Aaron are going to... Not the... <laughs> what do you... Yeah. What do you uh... Get coffee. Get coffee. Oh, yeah. Nice. Right. They're going to go on uh, one of seven dates in seven days. Extra sugar. Not because... <laughs> nice. <laughs> Now, uh, in terms of politics, though, the person that is seemingly playing a lot of politics in the show right now is is uh, Congresswoman Hook Stratton. So, yeah. Uh, but Tom's pretty much up front with her. I mean, because she's curious about uh, Aaron and Emily are talking about appointing a, a rest of the Congress. And she kind of brings it like, hey, why were all those tech guys going into the uh, president's uh, office there? Pull out all the computers. What's going on? And Ali Thomas just shows her the video. He wants to be straight up with her. Like, this is what's going on right here. But I don't want to release this video. You can understand why. I don't hate her character. Yeah, me neither. I, I don't, for as much as what she kind of does of going behind the back at the funeral, which I don't know how much of that was her versus Tyler. And, you know, her being honest and saying, do I want the presidency? Now, but, you know, two and a half years. I, do, I don't hate her character. I don't either. She's going to make it spicy. I kind of like that they threw yeah. that in there. Because I wasn't... I thought she was... You know, at the end of that meeting, she was just going to reassure him, like, I'm on your side, you know. And then she gives that real honest moment at the end, like, well, yeah, I, I will take your job at some point, you know. And I think that makes it... It gives another layer to this. But I, I respect... If somebody's telling you exactly what their what their intentions are, I can respect that a lot more. Even if it's For not sure. necessarily supporting yeah. me yeah. completely. It's like, all right, I know where you're coming from. Cool. I completely yeah. agree with all of you. Someone says on here uh, that they appointed Aaron because Aaron could do the dirty work while Tom stays clean. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if it's Tom like needing to stay Jess. clean, but it just I feel like Aaron does have a lot more connections. And as you were saying uh, to Emily, it's like he's just a lot more politically savvy. He just can do, you know, he just knows how things work a little bit better than I do. So I can understand. You want somebody Very that confident can, guy too. Yeah, yeah, I just I guess I wouldn't want someone that could go behind my wishes, go behind my back to go against my wishes. After, like, I get. Here's the thing. Yes, maybe the move that Aaron made was the best move for Tom Kirkman this time. However, like, you don't know that's yeah. Aaron's willing to go around the rules. Like, I don't, I don't like that about him, and I think it's shady. And that I wouldn't want that for someone that have to depend on to that extent. I think you could switch places of the roles that he gave Aaron and Emily. You know, what's the difference? Reward Emily with the bigger title. Because she has been by your side, and, you know, she seems to be more trustworthy. Still keep Aaron on as the special advisor, and I don't see what the difference is. But I think the difference is in the room, though, because people are going to listen to a chief of staff, not listen to a special advisor. Yes, I can see that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, because it, it, is, it is interesting, because you wonder, like, I don't know, the idea of, like, I mean, Aaron leaks the video, and suddenly America starts galvanizing around this, this uh, Nasser, but... If it's not the right person, he's got a, the president's got so much more of a deeper hole to climb out Absolutely. of. Absolutely. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's, that's the thing. Short-term solution, long-term not good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but uh, so we get uh, Hannah Wells is interviewing McLeish there and finding out that uh, he was uh, he was watching the president's speech and then everything went black. Uh, and he's just like, if you find out who did this, please let me know. Okay, keep, sure. Keep me in the loop because yeah. I'm dirty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why did I survive? <laughs> Why me? Oh, come on. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, and then we have, uh, of course, we uh, a great family scene, guys. We can't get enough of this. 
<laughs> family <laughs> dinner, guys. Let's uh, eat together. Uh, we get Alex and Penny. They're unpacking, and they're unpacking Leo's room. And what Penny find? A bunch of uh, Leo's pills that he's been selling. Uh, oof, yeah, they're just headache pills. Hopefully, when Penny gets a headache, she won't try any of those pills if she finds them again. Yeah, and then Alex also finds the money. The, yeah, Leo's bankroll that he's just keeping, like, just... Like, way to hide it. <laughs> yeah, Jeez. No. I expect nothing, like, that makes so much sense. I hid things Leo. way better from my parents. Like, it's, it's unreal. Leo. I want to, like, help him. <laughs> right, Leo, you're doing everything wrong. Yeah. Your whole life. Everything. <laughs> just, ugh, just terrible. Just terrible. Uh, and then we have our big moment here where Tom has his interview with Elizabeth Vargas. Uh, and it seems to be going on all right. I mean, Tom is saying the right stuff. Everybody feels like the interview is going well. And then she says, well, you know what? I've got one question. And it seems like everybody's kind of worried, like, oh, is it going to be talking about the, the intrusion in the White House? Yeah. Doesn't like, isn't that about, uh, isn't that at all? She starts talking about, wasn't the president about to fire you? Uh, and should you even be the president right now? Mm. Now, th- there are two points. I mean, that's what Aaron, do you do? What Aaron do you stops do? It and says, you know, you got to just lie about this. And Emily says, you got to tell the truth. What you're, would you guys do? You're pseudo Kirkman. What that's do you do? Right. You know, I feel like at this time, I mean, I'm going to go with Kirkman. I think honestly, he's the best policy. I mean, certainly this is such a tragedy. I mean, the the country doesn't need more lies that are going to be uncovered later on. But maybe, you know, maybe he could have been like, yes, but I also wanted this for A, B, and C reasons. Something involving his family to make I, him look. I felt he could have spun it better. Yeah, not like nope. Definitely I could, didn't want to leave. Yeah, like, I agree that yes, you certainly say that. Yeah, I think he did it well in saying that he appointed me to another position, and it's like, was that your decision or whatever? And you could say that. You know, it seemed like a very prestigious position. Nothing had been decided. Nothing had been released publicly. Like, spin it better, right? Yeah. yeah. Seriously, someone needs to give that guy some public speaking lessons. I feel like he also kind of like made it weird prior, saying like, "Yeah, I never wanted the presidency, like ever." (laughs) Yeah, that was like too candid. Like he could have like left that part out. Say like maybe one day. Yeah, like oh, I never thought I'd have this kind of honor. It's such a big job, you know, and such a big job. Yeah, yeah, like just spin it better. And and he did a terrible nonverbal of when he said that he like looked down. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh god. Body language. Face the camera and you know be proud of what you're saying. Yeah. Also, like uh, people will know that he left the room, right? Like that'll be part of it. No. That was no. 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 Yeah. Okay. But they can't even put that in the story at all. No. Okay, never they mind. I was going to say, then that looks really bad. So be like, oh, I need That's a moment. That's why he had her re-ask the question. Yeah. And okay. also, because who knows why he was called out there. You can't assume it just because of yes. that question. What if it was actually some kind of national emergency that he was called out for? So you can't assume. Mm-hmm. true. That's the reason. It's convenient timing, but you right? can't really conveniently <laughs> Just like yes. with uh, Peter. That's right. Convenient timing to go to the bathroom. <laughs> Uh, now, but would you guys, would you uh, do what Tom did with better spin, or would you kind of do what Aaron suggested and lie a little bit? Well, you got to be honest. You can't set your presidency out with a lie. Yeah, I, I stick with the people lie, would, but have a better People would know. Spin. It would come out, you know, tweeting and all that other stuff. <laughs> and then you, then you have an entire storm. Then it just further questions his authenticity, and it's just, it wouldn't be good for him. I understand. I, I'm with you, with you guys there. Honesty is the best policy, right, guys? There you go. <laughs> uh, we also, we had then Hannah with one of the tech guys. They're kind of going over the footage from the president's speech. And they see that they know the Capitol blew up at uh, 10.08.04. Uh, but the video feed cuts out about 34 seconds sooner. So they're wondering what happened during that 34 seconds. And they also notice that there's a woman holding up her uh, his cell phone. I figure like, wait a minute, maybe this lady took pictures and we can find out what happened during that missing time. And that becomes a whole issue of like, which I guess, you know, it's like, you know, breaking the Fourth Amendment because, I mean, even though she's dead, I mean, it still is privacy issues where you can get those photos from the cloud at all. 
Here's what I want to know is what everyone's thoughts are on Hannah. Because she was held on a high thing, and in this episode we see a little bit of the dirty side of her. Uh, getting rid of the Fourth Amendment. She's also hanging around with this Senator Scott, who, you know, karma kind of came up and bit him in the butt. Wow. And, oh, man. That's right. And he, he, he has a wife. You cheat Come and get on, Hannah. <laughs> they were estranged, Michael. They were estranged. So I didn't he's see got that coming, strange. though. I I thought that was like her boyfriend. Oh, I, I wasn't sure what the relationship was. I was hoping it was a great love story. <laughs> no. Yeah. And then just, you're like, I'm happy. I was like, he's oh. done. <laughs> no. She was an undercover lover. Uh, undercover ooh, lover. The new that. series on ABC. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like that. Uh, yeah, I mean, I can understand why she may be kind of trying to break the rules a little bit. She's operating from like a little point of anger. I mean, somebody that she loved has been dead. They can have conclusive proof that he's dead. It's like, oh, all right. I want to get some answers. And if I got to break the rules a little bit to do it, uh, who cares? I almost wonder why you still bring him up. I think he's yeah. still going to be part of the storyline. Because I think, what, why do you bring him up? What does that do to literally have him identified, have him be somewhat of a side character of we're wondering what's happened to Scott? What's happened to Scott? What's happened to Scott? Just to find out he's dead and that's it? Maybe. Was he involved in something? I was going to say, maybe his wife is alive. And then, well, that that's why he was still mm-hmm. married and that's why that uh, storyline was there. Maybe we'll, we'll get to meet his wife because perhaps she's on the missing board mm. and she'll be on the surviving board. But then again, if this Peter guy only survived because he's part of it, Unless Scott's wife is also Scott. Unless yeah. Scott's wife is the mastermind. And she's like, it's and all we, because yeah. of Hannah. And we go to my, yeah, we go to Michael's thing. Like that's it. She blew up the whole Capitol building just to make sure she got Scott. Wow. That's it. That's people, on here, people on here. Uh, <laughs> that, is, that is a stretch. Oh, my God. People saying, I hate that Maggie Q was made into a mit- mistress. And, well, Scott is a politician, so should we really be surprised? Mm, no. Mm. That's Guys, they were estranged. They were estranged. Yeah, they were estranged <laughs> they were because of Maggie Q. <laughs> uh, now we get to my least favorite part of the episode, and that's where uh, Leo comes around. And he's looking around in his room for the drugs, and Alex comes out and says, "Hey, guess what? I found those. I found your money." So they my son they drug try dealer. to make him likable, but I still can't. How? How do they try? Also, What's the effort? I don't see any effort. Because at the end, like he's like, you can, why do you do it? Oh, I don't know. And then he goes to the home, and he's, you know, playing with his markers. And then he stays. <laughs> and then he stays around at the end instead of going to a friend's house. And they try to make him seem good, but I think, and I, a lot of people in the live chat, we're just not Leo fans. Why? I'm sorry. Why didn't the mom like? I don't know. Ground him. Why was she like? No, sleep at a friend's house. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe she didn't want to like put that on Tom's plate right now, but but still, like, still parenting. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you on that. And and then I'm sorry. Like, do you not know your kids are? You didn't know he was still in the house, like that he yeah. hadn't gone to his friend's house yet. Maybe like also keep better track. The casting is like really bad. I'm sorry. Like he looks <laughs> nothing like them. Like he's like <laughs> at least like the daughter's like blonde. Like it kind of like makes sense. But then I look at Leo and I'm like, are you like? What? <laughs> maybe maybe he was also what? adopted. Maybe we'll like find that out. Maybe too. he just doesn't fit. It just doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> Where would he fit them? I, don't know. I, I always feel Off like the, the show. <laughs> <laughs> Awkward moments with the show always getting kind of center around Leo. Like last episode, it was like when oh, yeah, the boy that was killed in Michigan was like, he's the same age as Leo. Like, nobody cares about that. <laughs> no one and this cares one was like, Leo. what if Penny took one of those? And she's like, yeah, she's eight. She's not stupid. <laughs> Like, oh, oh what's God. your excuse? Yeah. Yeah. Great. That was good. That was a good Great one, yes. Mom. Yeah. <laughs> 
so then we cut over to the funeral before Alex can really get into it with uh, Leo. He's called. She's called away. She's got to go with Tom to the funeral. And we see Tyler come up and says, you know what? I heard you, I heard your interview. I don't want you doing this. I don't want you to use, use my president, my, my dad's funeral as a reason to kind of prove your legitimacy as a president. So he says, I, I'd rather prefer you. I don't want you speaking. And Tom honors his wishes. Even though he's president, do you feel like, do you do you make the end run or do you kind of respect the son's wishes? You got to think. You, you got to respect the yeah. son's wishes. Respect. <laughs> respect. Agreed. Put some respect on his name. You <laughs> took it out of my Yeah, I know I did. I know I did. But do you like what Tyler did where she he reached, reached out to Hook Stratton and had her come up and do a little eulogy? I don't know why he did that, honestly, because she looked like genuinely surprised at first. She was like, oh, I don't know. Clearly that had to be something going on because I was, to prepare a speech, she had to have done that. Uh, yeah. And it kind of was set up. I mean, it doesn't really reveal if that was more of Tyler or if that was more of the congresswoman. Yeah. I mean, I'm guessing that, I mean, if Tyler saw that interview and just from a place of anger, then immediately got in touch with Luke Strad and said, yeah. yeah, I want you to speak instead of yeah. uh, Kirkman. Sure. I could see that. And, I mean, she's a congresswoman, so she's used to doing speeches and stuff. So I wouldn't have a hard time believing she could put a speech together like this pretty quickly. Because as I said, while she's doing it, it's like she seems presidential without being presidential. Yeah. yeah. She's good. I mean, no yeah. one's doubting that. Uh, and but we see as they leave the funeral, funeral, we get like the great uh, what's trending on Twitter there uh, hashtag bogus potus. That's too much. Hashtag <laughs> bogus potus. Yeah, so we see the public is really starting to question Kirkman's qualifications. And as Tom says during the yeah, during the speeches, that that's what you get for uh, being honest in DC. You get uh, opportunism. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's right, and that I think uh, they're trying to make it look like it will hurt him. You know, like him being honest and you know not seizing on the opportunity to straight go after Sakar but I think it will help him in the long run I think that's what really will set him apart you're kind of digging that hole for him to climb out of and look better what do you guys think you say you're president or you have any sort of elected office how honest do you think you can be in this can you be 100% honest all the time no No, I don't think so honest with spin you gotta do damage control in certain situations other situations you give a little it's it's like a give and take. I think a lot of it is about reveal. Uh, is honesty, you know, always telling the truth, or is it sometimes withho- is withholding information dishonesty? Because I think there's a lot of times where you have to withhold information, and I don't think that's dishonest. I just think that's ciphering what can get out. Sometimes you're being, uh, keeping information withheld to uh, serve the best interests of the public. Yes. Yeah. You don't need to cause a bunch of unnecessary panic if it's not needed. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. I agree with that as well. All right. I mean, uh, yeah. So when uh, Michael Klaus, when you get elected president, keep that in mind. Yeah, that's it. He's we'll remember always, that he's he, withholding he's information. Withholding. I have always. not. Uh, I have not held off on saying that I wouldn't be a politician someday. We'll see. That's a long wow. ways away, though. Oh, about the, what, five years, six years. <laughs> I got. I got a ways. <laughs> I got a ways to go. All right. Well, uh, guys, if you have a campaign slogan that you think Michael Cluster should start using, tweet make us. sure you tweet us or hit him up on the chat. We'll start reading out some of your great campaign slogans for Michael Cluster's uh, for his run. This leads into what uh, people are talking about next on the live chat, which is obviously that uh, phrase, the relationship between Kirkman and Tyler. And Kirkman kind of comes back a little bit with the uh, telling the story. And people are wondering, did anyone think that it was fake, a faking a program? To give to Tyler, I don't think I don't think so. I mean, I th- I, I think we I, should... I think it was real, but this is it That's could easily funny. have been faked. It was it, it was in so, great like, condition. Great timing, yeah, yeah. But he had all the details. Also, yeah. I will say though, it did kind of like it looked cheap. Like we didn't even see the cover. Like it just looked like a piece of paper. 
hand drawn by (laughs) (laughs) he's like I had my assistant go get this and she also made it (laughs) (laughs) and and what what was the point of passing out the programs to everyone I guess the president was so proud of his son that he just wanted like here here is program I gotta get one for everyone yeah let me get one I I find it weird he didn't have like a video or anything yeah like Like, you have something else yeah here's a program well, you know, when you go to like a like a friend's okay. graduation or a party, you just hand out the, those programs to all your friends when you get back home. Like, oh yeah. my gosh, I went to this really cool graduation. Check this out, guys. Look at this. Check out the program. Check out my program. Check out my friend's program. Even better. Oh, Ooh, God. Great. Take it home, guys. So, it's yours to keep. It's yours to keep. It's yours. Take yours. Take it Don't home. throw it away. Do you guys think we'll see more of, of Tyler? Obviously, you kind of won him back over. I talked about him maybe being a leader. Do we see more of Tyler in the future? I, I want to see more of Tyler. Well, yeah, I'm talking about on the show, not personally. Uh, yeah, how did uh, how did that get come across? He's great. That... I like him on the show. There you go. Who, uh, the actor playing Tyler. If you're interested, just uh, Tyler became date number eight. Yes. Oh. There you go. Are you interested in being written up in a blog? <laughs> Do you like cats and wine? <laughs> how about lipstick? And lipstick. <laughs> hey. Why? Boy, do we have a bargain for you. <laughs> <laughs> won't even cost you three thousand dollars. <laughs> That's an inside joke. <laughs> uh, so, while the uh, the public is questioning all these qualifications, uh, uh, Mike, our uh, 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 Secret Service guy, takes Alex over to the old house. That's where Leo's kind of camping out there, and that's when we get to have that nice awkward conversation where Michael said he's playing with the markers. Shows that he's a kid. They're trying to show that he's a kid. <laughs> Mom oh, took brother. my drugs. Let me go do arts and crafts. <laughs> what is happening? Like, what? I don't get it. Yes. I was so confused. Uh. I'm like, okay. That was literally my reaction. Yeah. Like, uh. We can just have like a montage of us hating on Leo. It's just, I mean, because he's just like sitting there, like in the kitchen, just like I, on the floor. I guarantee he does not watch our after show. <laughs> Could you imagine? Uh, <laughs> Why do you guys like my character? Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure you're a great person, but your character is. We uh, hate him. Uh, Bigger uh, and better roles ahead. Yes. Yes. Let's hope. Fingers crossed. Can I go up from here? <laughs> uh, unfortunately for uh, Kirkman, though, uh, things aren't going up for him because the video is leaked. And uh, yeah, who, the question dun, dun, is, dun. who did this? Uh, initially, uh, who did you think was the person behind the leak? To be honest, I thought it was Aaron. I wrote down, someone Ooh. closer to Tom released it. Aaron? Question mark. And that doesn't sound very confident, though. That's a question mark. <laughs> it's true. It's true. I was still... <laughs> I was still a little confused because I really didn't think it was Kimball. I felt like they were setting it up to be for that to be way too obvious. So I'm mm-hmm. like, it has to be someone on, like closer to Tom, and it's obviously not going to be Emily. So I'm like, it's probably going to be Aaron. I fell for the bait. I thought it was Kimball at first. Did you? I did. <laughs> I got a little wrapped up in it, but you're right. It definitely was like diversion. Yeah. I would have been a super cool twist if it had been Emily. Yeah. You know? Who knows? Emily yeah. could not that be. That could have been her like worthy. fighting for her like. Spot, I guess. Yeah, John, I got what it takes. I can do this. I yeah. can do this. Uh, but she, but uh, Hook Stratton does deny it and says, like, you know, it's. Uh, but she says, whoever did this, though, did you a favor because in a few hours the conversation is going to turn away from your ability to be president, and your qualifications, if you were fired or not, uh, and the country's going to finally now have an enemy to kind of galvanize to and look for you as the commander in chief. So I feel like he's at that moment. I mean, he's not that jazzed about it, but he can't really argue that that's incorrect. I mean, still, as we talked about, it's, it's a, if it's great, it's been yeah. If it's wrong, he's still got a long road to hoe. I mean, I think that even uh, some of the things that have gone on in the presidential debates here and everything going on where you have uh, 
um, a scandal come out or some bad information coming out for one candidate or the other, and then like two days later, there's a national security thing, and you completely forgotten about that, and it's like, well, it was great for them, you know, they're still there, but you know, uh, Ivan says, uh, no, Emily is a good person. He didn't think that. Uh, uh, someone said, yeah, my money was on Hookstratton. Hookstratton, sorry. Um, I thought it was Cochlin. A lot, uh, a lot of different guesses there. Yeah, I feel like that general is just—he's just so like. I don't. I yeah. That's see a good him. impression of him, though. Like, that's like, exactly he's room, right? what he's like. It's yeah. like he's always growling yeah. <laughs> and scowling. <laughs> like, uh, but Tom, being the smart man that he is, figures out that hey, I know it was you, Aaron. And uh, Aaron says this. And do you guys believe what he says here? Where he says you are surrounded by people who want to see you fail. I want to see you succeed. Do you believe no. Aaron? No. He will, so? he wants to see the president succeeds, who so will help him succeed. So I, I guess yeah. in that realm, yes. Overall, no. Yeah, I just don't trust him. I don't know what his motives are. I don't know. I mean, because I feel like there are, there have been moments here in the show where he could have just pushed Tom over the you know, give him the wrong decision, give him the wrong info, the wrong advice, and kind of tipped him the wrong way. But I feel like he's more often than not come down on the side of Tom. Yeah, but unless he has like a bigger plan, because yeah. that's what I'm up so early. Own, I think he's setting yes. something up. But for also, later. are they just trying to like throw in these clips with Aaron, like getting the file of Kirkman to throw us off and make us think he's bad? I mean, they have to have a twist in the show. They have to. When he falls and- for Emily. When he falls for Emily. No, but I, I think that uh, they're almost making it too obvious with. Aaron being the bad guy, and I don't know if maybe there's another guy, a person we won't suspect, but I feel like right now it's so obvious that Aaron's doing shady things. Like, he's got mm-hmm. this file. He's just weird. He's talking to a general. Like, there's so many weird, shady qualities about Aaron. I don't know if they're doing that on purpose or... I don't know. I don't know. Mm. Uh, but Tom does... or uh, Aaron does tell Tom, though, it's like, hey, you know, if you can't see that or you can't accept me doing what I did, then I'm going to give you my resignation right there. And he opens up his briefcase and boom, right there... There's or not his little, little little portfolio that he has with him. Boom, he has a typed up resignation letter right there. I know Christine was impressed by that. Mm-hmm. I was, was like, like, really? Yes. You came prepared? Like, <laughs> man. Have yeah. any of you guys ever done a resignation letter at all? No. Yes. Yes? Yes, but like to it. Okay, so I'm really bad with confrontation. And was this I, to a boyfriend? No. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I love Imagine to an ex-boyfriend. <laughs> no, I had this old uh, serving job and I... Well, I, I wanted to quit, but I didn't know how, so I, I wrote out a letter of resignation and lied about a family um, tragedy. And I was very vague about it. I said there was a family emergency, and I, I couldn't face them, and I never went back in. Wow. Whoa. It wasn't like a like a short-term family emergency. This was like a long... It's permanent. Yeah. Like, oh, it's yeah. Perm- I said I... Well, I, I didn't like go into detail. I wasn't going to make up some elaborate story, but I, I was like, yeah, I have a family emergency. I won't be able to be there for the next few months. <laughs> the next few months. And then I was like, so I think it's what best it, we split family emergency ways. in Antarctica? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I'm really bad with com- so That's the only, yeah. Anyway, so the show. Oh my gosh, Leo. <laughs> <laughs> so Former employers. I hope they're not watching right now. <laughs> I know. She's no. already gone from the job. It's so true. They're going to fire me. <laughs> so the time is, any of you guys have quit? It's just been verbally? You've quit? Or have you not ever quit a job? You've only been fired. Dun, dun, dun. I quit my last job because I moved to California, but it wasn't like on bad terms. Oh yeah, it's just like hey, yeah, I'm, I was just I'm like hey, I'm out. <laughs> <Ben Finnegan. laughs> uh, believe it or not, I was a get? serving job too. Well, I was bartending, and yeah. Did you do something like that last night? Like, hey, I'm out, bye. You'll never see me again. Uh, well, I did scurry out the door when I was done. I hated that place, but. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, in, in talking with the, you know, Aaron and does he have uh, Tom's best interest at heart, someone says, uh, and talking about when he gets the folder, saying, I think Aaron's file at the end was to remain on top of the dirt to defend Tom further down the road. I could see that. It's possible. And then that would make sure. sense that they're trying to throw us off by making us think the file is a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Which is why she also said, depends what side you're on. So we're like, oh my god, it means that's you're the bad true. guy to throw yeah. us off. Yeah. Let's depends hope what that's what it is. That's, that's very, very telling. You want to be Team Aaron? I, I don't even, I don't want to be Team Aaron. But I want to have it be trickier than this obvious guy being the bad guy, you know? Yeah. All right. I like a challenge. I like a <laughs> real twist. Insider job. Ooh. Well, and speaking of insider jobs, though, Hannah, who's uh, having a little tear session, a little cry, cry it out there about Scott <laughs> being uh, gone, gets a call from the tech guy and says, hey, you got to come over here, check out this footage. Uh, they got the, some photos from the cloud and they look at it and they see six seconds after the video cuts out, they find a photo where uh, our boy Peter was and he's gone. Thank you Oof. very much, Steve Jobs, for creating the cloud. Seriously. There you go. So Thank now you. the question is like, we don't know exactly where he is, but we do know for sure that he was not in that room when the bomb went off. Could have been in the bathroom. He could have. That weak bladder, man. That weak bladder will get you all every time. I feel like that plot is just not as juicy as the fact that he was in on it. Uh, hashtag weak bladder, guys. I think Why that's not? it. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, and so we, we figure out what, what the, what's the, uh, Peter's story. Where is that, that missing, where is he for that missing 24 seconds? But, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then also we find out that Emily, uh, she was proposed to, as they say, it was a post-disaster acceleration in her relationship. Her, her fiance or her boyfriend had proposed to her. She said no. I saw that coming, I will say. Yeah, yeah I did too. No because she, she didn't say, she obvious. said yes from the beginning. Yeah. yeah so. if, if the woman doubts it, it never works out. It's true. It is true. <laughs> Moment <laughs> so of that, silence. So this gets into the Aaron, Aaron and Emily dynamic of mm-hmm. what will happen. Mm-hmm. I don't know if this is a prediction or if this is just a regular thing, but obviously this is a huge storyline. It's story gonna line. happen. Oh well, I guess we'll, we'll go to because pretty much the end of the episode, as we talked about the file, uh, we have Aaron. It's in Aaron's hands. What he's going to do with it, we'll find out. So why don't we speculate about all things Designator Survivor? Predictions. Predictions. Afterbuzz TV predictions. All right, Renee. Okay, so with the file, I'm hoping. I don't know if it's true. That Aaron is a good guy and it is to protect him further down the road. As for Peter, I'm thinking that Peter thought that he blacked out right after it went off. But actually, he did maybe go to the bathroom or go somewhere. And then he's going to try to convince them that he did see something. And he's going to remember it the longer he is healing. I think that they're going to uh, go with Peter and not let them know that they know he was gone. And, you know, try to get him to admit something and then be like, hey, guess what? Boom! How you like that news of we knew you were gone? And I think even that he wasn't supposed to leave, I think that he freaked out. And he was supposed to uh, basically be a martyr for the cause and die and instead did not. And freaked out at the last moment, left... And I don't know. As far as Aaron and Emily, yeah, definitely going down. Definitely mm-hmm. going yeah. down. There's going to be a late night uh, office meeting. <laughs> They're going to get coffee. Wait, is that they're the breaking up? Which one is that? That's you got to get the women <laughs> and the gotcha. gun. Ah, gotcha. <laughs> Christine, you have any predictions? Um, I think I'm down with your prediction about um, Peter being in on it, and I think. 
the fact that he asked if you find out who who did it, like let me know. He wants to. I think he needs. I think he wants to get ahead of it because maybe he did screw up somewhere in his involvement with this, and maybe he's gonna flee. Maybe he just doesn't want to be found. I think they're gonna try and go back and question him, and somehow he's gone. Ooh. Ooh, like he just leaves the hospital or something, like you know? That. Like just yeah, like how you left your job. Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> scurried out of there. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I feel uh, I feel Peter is not long for this world. So whether uh, he's going to whether he's actually deliberately killed on screen or he just disappears, and we know that you know somebody had a hand in making sure that Peter was not around to answer any more questions. Yeah, I mm-hmm. think that's a deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then yeah, I think Leo is uh, you know I, I guess it's not a prediction; it's a hope that Leo just goes away. So that's my <laughs> other hope for the show. Fingers I'm crossed. Sorry, Leo. Fingers Boarding crossed. School. But still, uh, you know, the actor plays Leo. Feel free to uh, just you know tweet your your. Number. We'd still love to have you yeah. on. Tweet it, Renee. Uh, in the meantime, though, folks, before we go here, real quick, it was I teased at the beginning of the episode, Michael Klaus, super huge predict uh, confession. Michael Klaus, oh. please share that confession with us all right um, now. I went. Don't uh, say camping. That's not really. Oh, yeah. you could give Christine a nickname. I. I don't know what a nickname. See, here's the thing. Uh, here's the thing. This is terrible. terrible I got bit. nothing. I got nothing. I'll wow. try to tweet out something All later. Right. Yeah, Disappointment. But speaking of social media, though, folks, make sure you like us on Facebook. Give us those five stars on iTunes. Uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Make sure you tweet Michael Klaus or just any of us here and tell us what Michael Klaus's campaign slogan should be. We'll start reading those in future episodes. In the meantime, if you want to continue the conversation with us even after the show's over, Renee, where can they find you? Hey, guys. I'm Renee Ariel, and you can follow me on Instagram and on Twitter at Renee Ariel. And check out my blog, Cat lipstickla.com and read I'm about I'm very interested yeah read about the follow up of the seven dates in seven days I, re- I really want to know I'm like a Bachelor fan so I gotta know all this juicy details it's just like the Bachelor <laughs> <laughs> Michael Klaus you can follow me on Instagram at the only MC on Twitter at Michael Klaus TV and you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Christine Bean I'm your host Christine Alexis and you can follow me on Twitter at Happy Go Jackie. Make sure you tweet us those campaign slogans for Michael Klaus. I want to read some next week on air. We'll see you next week on the Designated Survivor After Show here on AfterBuzz TV. Adios. Bye. Bye. From executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.